Hello, my name is Alessandro Mendoza, and this entire podcast is about historical figures in history. Today's topic will be about a marine sniper who is famously recognized for killing an enemy sniper by shooting through the enemy's own rifle scope, and for having the highest number of recorded kills in history of the United States Marine Corps. Gunnery Sergeant Carlos Norman Hathcock II was born in North Little Rock, Arkansas on May 20th, 1942. He was the only child of Carlos and Agnes Hathcock. His father was a railroad worker in North Little Rock and then became a welder in Memphis, Tennessee. After his parents separated for the first 12 years of his life, he lived in Wine, Arkansas with his grandmother. He was attracted to firearms at an early age. At three years old, Carlos's father gave him a non-operating war relic Mauser pistol that his father had bought in Europe during World War II. While visiting relatives in Mississippi, he enjoyed shooting and hunting, which helped uh, which helped prepare him at 10 years old to hunt food for his family. He hunted with a 22 caliber J.C. Higgins single shot rifle. He spent times in the woods with his dog, pretending to be a soldier, hunting imaginary Japanese soldiers with his Mauser pistol. At 15, he dropped out of school and worked with a concrete mason until 1959. He enlisted into the Marines in Little Rock on May 20th, 1959, on his 17th birthday with his mother's written permission. While at boot camp in San Diego, he qualified at the expert level in marksmanship. In 1962, based at Cherry Point, North Carolina, he set the record on the A range by shooting a score of 248 out of a possible 250, a record that remained until the course was retired. In 1965, he reached the required number of points to qualify as a Marine Corps Distinguished Sniper and won the highly regarded 1,000-yard National High Power Rifle Championship, known as Wimbledon Cup. The same year, on November 10, 1962, he married Josephine Bryan Winstead. They had one son, Carlos Norman Hathcock III, who also joined the Marine Corps. He was deployed to South Vietnam as a military police. In 1966, Captain Edward James Land pushed for the Marines to have snipers in every platoon, recruiting Marines that had high scores in sharpshooting. With Hathcock's marksmanship records, he was recruited and volunteered for combat. He was transferred to the 1st Marine Division Sniper Platoon, stationed at Hill 55, south of Da Nang. The Vietnamese nicknamed Hathcock White Feather because he wore a white feather on the band of his brush hat, taunting the North Vietnamese to spot him. During his two tours of duty in Vietnam, Hathcock had 93 confirmed kills of People Army of Vietnam and Viet Cong personnel. In the Vietnam War, kills had to be confirmed by an officer next to the sniper's spotter. Snipers did not always have an officer at the location of the kill, especially if the target was behind enemy lines. Hathcock kept a small notebook jotting down each kill, and it was estimated that he killed between 300 to 400 enemy personnel during his tours. Bounties or awards were placed by North Vietnamese Army for the United States snipers, ranging from $8 to $2,000. 
since Hathcock killed so many of the enemy, achieving a v- status as Vietnamese deadliest sniper, a bounty of $30,000, which was equal to a Vietnamese soldier's three years pay, was the highest bounty on a U.S. sniper. In one event that angered the Vietnamese is when Hathcock is when Hathcock and a fellow sniper held down 200 Vietnamese regulars in a, ra- in a rice paddy for three days. The United States snipers lived by the creed, one shot, one kill. Hathcock could live in the Vietnamese jungle for days at a time, slowly crawling through dangerous areas, stalking and shooting enemy soldiers from distances ranging from a little less than 300 yards to as far as 2,500 yards. Hathcock took on some missions by himself. On one mission, he crawled two miles to infiltrate a base and killed a North Vietnamese army general from 700 yards away, escaping the enemy army. One individual Hathcock spoke about in an interview with Major John Plaster was that of the Apache woman, a Viet Cong platoon leader. The Apache captured and then brutally tortured the soldiers. In one incident, she captured a young Marine, torturing him all night and half the next day. She turned him loose, and he died close to the base. She, she did anything to cause pain. Hathcock took his death personally. During a regular patrol mission, as Hathcock and his partner were ready to stop for the day, Hathcock spotted five Viet Cong marching within his shooting range. The Apache was in the group, and she made a fatal mistake. As she was squatting to go to the restroom, Hathcock went for the kill. Um, he shot her twice, as he stated, the second one was for good measures. Another memorable event for Hathcock was that of the Cobra. He was a North Vietnamese counter-sniper that had killed several Marines. On one occasion, a fellow Marine gunnery sergeant was killed by the Cobra, right outside Hathcock's living quarters on base. He vowed to find and kill him. Two teams went out to find him. The Cobra took a shot at Hathcock and his team falling over a dead tree, affecting his shot. He took off running. The counter sniper positioned himself facing the sun. Hathcock stated, the sun glinted off the lens of his scope. I saw the glint, and I shot where the glint was. I was the quickest on the trigger. Otherwise, he would have killed me. When Hathcock went to check on the Cobra, he realized his shot went through the Cobra's scope, straight through without even touching the sides. Hathcock took the dead Cobra's sniper rifle, hoping to bring it home as a trophy. After he turned it in and tagged it, it was stolen from the armory. Hathcock returned to the United States in 1967. He retired briefly working as an electrician after visiting at Camp Lejeune. Seeing his fellow soldiers, after 22 days of retirement, he chose to re-enlist. He joined the Marine Corps National Army team in Quantico, Virginia. Two years later, he returned to Vietnam. Hathcock had had 86 confirmed kills on his first tour and seven on his second tour, which came to an end when on September 16th, 1969, the vehicle he was riding on rolled across a 500-pound mine. The explosion blew him to the ground, 
and sent flames 40 feet high. With his uniform on fire, receiving burns, he climbed back on the burning vehicle and pulled away six Marines before he collapsed. He spent six months at the Burn Military Center in San Antonio. In 1970, he joined the Marine Corps rifle team in Quantico, but he could not handle a weapon due to his burns. In 1975, when he was stationed in Spain, his legs were so weak that he could not um, he could not climb the naval ship's ladder. He was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis MS. He returned to Quantico, where he tried to shoot again. By 1979, he fainted several times, which was due to his combination of wounds and MS. With 50 55 days short of 20 years of service, he was retired from the Marine Corps with 100% disability. Hathcock was bitter and went into depression. He felt that he was of no use to anyone. When his wife threatened to divorce him, this threat forced him to get out of his depression. Looking for ways to cope, with time wandering into a tackle shop, he developed a close friendship with the owner. Being able to share his stories of Viet in Vietnam and learning to fish as a way to relax, Carlos Hathcock received several military awards, to include the Silver Star in 1996 and the Purple Heart. He died on February 22, 1999 from complications related to MS. In a book written about his military career, he stated, I like shooting and I love hunting, but I never enjoyed killing anybody. It's my job. Thank you for listening to All Sanders All Stars podcast. Tune in next week where I will talk about World War II.